Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. His grace is enough. Amen. If you lower that, we want to show that scripture that I was talking about. Proverbs 3, it was, 14 through 16. My son and my daughter, give attention to my words. Pay attention. Incline, lean your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your what? Heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. If you need health in your body, if you need medicine, incline your ear to his sayings. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you that we have victory in you. We have your word that we can count on and rely on and depend upon. That, Lord, nothing is too difficult for you. No matter what we're facing, we know that we have your healing virtue flowing through our bodies right now in Jesus' name. We receive it from you, Lord God. In Jesus' name. And all agreed said, amen. 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 So we're going to talk about the heart today. Are you ready to talk about the heart? Praise the Lord. You know, that's... uh, that's your believer. Your heart is your believer. And uh, we're going to have, we, we started something new. We're having people read a scripture and then just talk about it a little bit, what it means to them. So this week we have Luke 10, 27, and we have Richard to come up and read it for us and just tell us what he thinks about it. Amen. We got one hand clap. Praise God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> there you go. Make him feel happy. Everybody. So all of us here, we made a choice to follow the Lord. We're committed and submitted and surrendered obedience to our Savior, Jesus Christ. If not then, today would be a good day, and Pastor Chuck's available. So we're reading Luke 10.27. In 10.27, it says, So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And it comes from when someone stood up in the crowd when Jesus was speaking. And he wanted to test Jesus. And he says, what do I need to get eternal life? And Jesus looked at him and he answered. And he says, what's written in God's law? How do you interpret it? And that's where we come with the verse where he said that you love the Lord with you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus said to him, It's a good answer. So with that, don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given, which is your salvation. Complementing your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding. Alert discipline, patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness, and generous love. And the love is, you know, it's an action word, generous love. It's something you're going to do. And you have to do it because you can't just stay bottled up. With these qualities active and growing in your lives, you won't really have time to do anything else because you're going to be practicing this thing every single day. And it continues to grow. And each one of these qualities are going to get better and better. So without any of these qualities, you can't see what's right before you. And you don't want to be 
oblivious to your old sinful life because that's already been wiped away when you came to the Lord. So you are a whole new person. And so you will practice a brand new way of living. And in Deuteronomy, like we had up on the, on the board up here, it says, love God, your God, with your whole heart. Love him with all that's in you. Love him with all you got. And in Leviticus 9.18, it says, don't seek revenge or carry a grudge against any of your people. That means you can't say, oh, I can never forgive that person. You have to forgive. So you love your neighbor as yourself. And then in Matthew 19, 19, Jesus said, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself so that love continues to be from you to others and it helps you become a better person because he's watching over you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, during these times, they say they don't want you to just handshake or hug or kiss or any of that stuff. So you, you have to love, you know, just happy. I'm happy to see you. <laughs> so can you love with just your eyes? Have you ever done? Yeah. You, you, happy to see you. You know, you exude the love, right, of God. Amen. So if you can't come to church on a Sunday, we always have the messages online, and you can listen online, and you can give online if you want to just uh, do it that way. If you can't come, if you're uh, not feeling well and you don't want to, you know, catch anybody. I was in line today, and I coughed a little bit. Went <laughs> and the lady next to me, oh, no, oh, oh. She got out of the line and went to another line. I'm going, lady, come on, please. But anyway, people are funny, aren't they? Yeah. Amen. Well, let's pray over the message today. Pray over me. I need it. So, Lord, I just thank you that you just empower me to speak your word to your people, that they'll receive it, that we'll enjoy it, and that we'll receive all that you have for us today. In Jesus' name we pray, and all agreed said, amen. amen. So, we're talking about the heart. Now, we talk about the heart a lot in our regular conversation. We have a lot of expressions that talk about our heart. For instance, we say, my heart melted. Can your heart actually melt? No, I don't think so. But you, you use that as an expression because you just feel weak. Your heart melts. How about a cold-hearted person? You ever met a cold-hearted person? <laughs> Is your heart cold? No, but you just, you know, you, hard heart. How about when you say, I didn't have it in my heart to send them away. I had compassion on them, right? What are we talking about the heart? The heart is that center part of your being, your emotions, your will, what makes you, what, makes you, what drives you, what controls your thinking. It's, you know, you have to have heart to do something. I, had, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Someone said that to me the other day. I said, where's that? Where's the bottom of your heart anyway? Somewhere in here, I guess. I don't know. From the bottom of my heart. These are funny expressions, aren't they? But they're trying to give us an expression of, what it means to give your whole self. You can be wholehearted, right? Your heart can be broken. You ever had your heart broken? Oh, that hurts so bad. You know, right? It's, it's a terrible thing to have your heart broken. It's like, oh, how do I mend it? Only the Lord can mend it. You can be kind-hearted, right? Maggie's kind-hearted. There's not too many things you can ask Maggie that she won't do for you, right? 
Margaret, you, you can ask her. Margaret, can you take me to L.A.? Okay, sure. Anyway. <laughs> Three times a week. <laughs> How about, I want to take something to heart. You really, you know, my wife is very, uh, she takes everything to heart. She doesn't like just talk regularly. She like expresses herself. Here she comes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can always get a reaction from her. I'll say, so-and-so just hit a home run. What? Who? Where? How? You know, it's just like everything is like expressionist. She takes it to heart. How about uh, wear one's heart on one's sleeve? You ever heard that expression? Real sensitive, you know, wear one's heart. Oh, you hurt me. Oh, you hurt me. <laughs> My heart's attitude is to reach out to you. How about this one? Don't lose heart. You ever lose heart? That's a terrible feeling, isn't it? When you don't have the will to, to, to believe God or to want to make things happen, you're just like, oh, I just don't know if I can do it. Her heart sank when she heard the news. It breaks my heart to leave them there. You ever heard it? breaks my heart? How about this one? Eat your heart out. <laughs> you like saying that one, don't you? We don't say that anymore. We can't have those attitudes. We're Christian people. <laughs> okay, like uh, we were talking to this guy online today. We had to wait, you know, get there at 7 o'clock in the morning. We had to wait in line with 50 people just to get toilet paper. I never thought toilet paper would be like gold. I mean, come on. <laughs> and we're talking to this guy, and we were telling him we passed, we passed our church and everything. And, and then so the doors open. I said, every man for himself. <laughs> he goes, is that the message? I go, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So he was the one that went in and got me a toilet paper. And it was the next to the last one, so I'm glad that we... We got there on time. He didn't have the heart to turn me away. Amen? So the heart is your will, your desire, and your emotions. Your heart governs you. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, I didn't know your heart could think. Did you know that? Well, you know your heart thinks. When you try to get up in the morning and you can't get up and you know you got to go to work, your body says, I don't want to get up. And your heart says, you better or you're not going to get paid today. Amen? So you, you, it's that struggle in your heart. As a man thinketh in his heart. What you want to do is what's already on the inside of you. Now, my son and I were watching a movie. Well, I was watching it. He fell asleep about Pete Maravich. I don't know if you ever guys... How many, how many of you know Pete Maravich? Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Oh, you know about Pete Maravich. He was a fantastic basketball player. But I didn't really realize how much effort and uh, time he spent. He said from the age of 10 years old, he would practice 6 to 10 hours every day, dribbling the ball this way, this way, this way, this way. He would go to the store, and he'd be dribbling the ball. He'd be in the theater, and he'd sit on the end and dribble the ball. He'd take the ball home with him, sleep with it. His mom said, most people use, you know, teddy bears, but you're, you got a, a basketball? <laughs> and he learned drills, and he became one of the best ball handlers ever. Because he put, his heart was that he wanted to succeed. He wanted to be the best at what he wanted to be. Do you want to be the best Christian you ever wanted to be? You want to be peaceful, kind, and loving? Well, you got to put some things into your heart because what you put in your heart, as you think in your heart, so are you. You can't just like be anybody you want to be. You have to let the Lord, the Bible says, uh, a wise man studieth his heart to see how he's going to answer. 
You don't want to just answer it just whatever you feel. You ask the Lord, Lord, how can I answer this person? How can I be a blessing to them, make a difference in their life? And the Bible says what? Also, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Guard your heart. What does that mean? That means that things can get in there without you knowing it. Things can seep in there and, and take control of you. For instance, why do uh, uh, companies spend all this kind of money on advertising if it doesn't mean anything, right? For, for a, a Super Bowl commercial, you know how much it costs? For 30 seconds, $5 million. These guys are not foolish. They want to get their monies back, right? And, and it affects you. Like for months and years, I think, I didn't eat any In-N-Out hamburgers. And then they got me. I kept seeing it. Billboards, In-N-Out, you know? <laughs> the slogans, In-N-Out, In-N-Out. Help me. That's what a is all about. Well, you know, you keep going down on the on the uh, 210, and you see that billboard. It's shining in your face. You're looking at it day after day after day after day, and finally you say, I think I'm going to get me an In-N-Out hamburger, yeah. right? Then you get hooked, and then their money from the billboard comes back. So the Bible says you have to guard it. Don't let things get inside of you, because um, out, of the, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and out of the heart flow evil desires, adulteries, fornications, murder. Out of their heart, you do these things. And Jesus said, if you look at a woman to lust after her, you've already committed adultery in your heart. So God is looking at our hearts. Did you know that? Man looks on the outward sign, outward appearance, but God looks at the inward. He looks at the heart. That's why he said, David was a man after my own heart. Why was he a man after his own heart? He thought the same things that God was thinking. He was talking to God all day long, and he was saying, Lord, what are you thinking? What, are you, what, is, what, are, what is man that thou art mindful of him? He's out there in the sheep fields watching the sheep, and he's thinking and talking about God. He says, I'm looking up here in the skies, the earth, the moon, and the stars, and what are you that you are mindful of us? Praise God. He was worshiping God. Do you worship God in your sleep? Do you think about him? Do you wake up and say, well, I just had a good time at church in my sleep? I've done that before. It's a great feeling, amen? Other people have told me that they do that. Pastor Charlie said he does that. So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Let's look at this uh, scripture here. Now, see, how do you get saved? How do you get saved? How do you get saved? I would like to know. Could you tell me, please? <laughs> it says right here, this is the salvation prayer. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe where? In your mind? In your heart. In your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Hallelujah. I always ask people, do you know if you're going to heaven or not? Well, I think so. Well, you want to know for sure? The Bible says, believe in your heart. You know, and it makes me so mad. You ever witness to some people, and you give them your best Bible story, your best testimony, and they go, well, I'll think about it. Like, what do you, you need to think about? Come on, what are you talking? This is it right here. You know, I had uh, Marianne's uh, brother. We've been witnessing to him for 34 years. We've been married for 34 years. And one day, we went up in an airplane. He's a pilot. And so we were flying 
to do something, and he's very kind-hearted, a very loving guy. He, he will fly doctors to Mexico so that they can do, uh, you know, service the people in medical care. And so I had him up in the airplane there for like two or three hours. I was preaching to telling him all about Jesus, and how good he is, hallelujah, can you? And, and, and you know what he said after all that? Well, that's good for you. I go, What? <laughs> Good for me, it's good for me, it's good for you. Come on, what you talking about? <laughs> and so I've been working on him and working on him and planting seed and watering it. And finally, the other day, he said, you know, about something his friend said, well, I'm just going to go to hell. And he said, really? You don't think, I don't think you want to go there. I said, do you know how you get to heaven? He goes, yeah, confess Jesus as your Lord. I go, are you ready to do that? He goes, mm, not yet. <laughs> not yet. What are you waiting for? With the heart, one believes unto righteousness. Something wrong with the heart. See, the thing, see, we need, a, we need a checkup. We need to figure out what kind of heart is going on here. Let me check and see here. Okay, let's see here. Oh, okay. You got a glad heart, huh? Praise God. All right. Here, you got a. A joyful heart? Oh, that's oh, good. Huh. That's good. Uh, what I right here? An evil heart? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's wrong, 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 wrong. Rejoicing heart. Rejoicing. We have all these things. We have all these things. Thank you for letting me use you. Uh, we have all these hearts. There's 75 conditions of the heart that's in the Bible. Did you know that? Let me write down the, the negative ones. You can have a broken heart, an evil heart. A faint, you can be faint-hearted. You can be hard-hearted. You can have a sorrowful heart, a prideful heart, a deceitful heart, a wicked heart, a grieved heart, a fearful heart, weak heart, fearful heart, troubled heart. Who, who wants all those? What we want to do is have this. Pure heart, cheerful heart, a willing heart, a wise heart, integrity of heart, a glad heart, a peaceful heart, a soft heart, a joyful heart, upright heart, a um, strong heart, a clean heart, a contrite heart, and a fixed heart. You know that Solomon, how many of you believe that, that Solomon asked God for wisdom? You all believe that? I do. Okay. Let's go to this scripture over here. Let's go to this scripture here. Uh, in First um, Chronicles 28, verse 9. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's drop down one more. First Kings 3.12. Because he really didn't ask for wisdom. You know what he asked for? Understanding heart. He wanted his heart to understand and hear from God what God was saying, and then he would apply that, and it would be the wisdom of God. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. This is, Behold, I have done according to your words. Lo, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like you before you neither after you shall any arise unto you. So when you are, you know, faced with situations, you ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? How do you want me to answer this person? How do I react to that situation? You know, when people wrong you, what do you do? Just fight back? Or do you say, okay, Lord, what's the best way to approach this? There's always a better way to approach it, right? A wise and understanding heart. Okay, let's go, I think, to... Um, uh, uh, uh. 
Uh, yeah, Deuteronomy 5.29. Oh, oh, I like, oh my, oh, it's a shame that there was such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always that it may be well with them and with their children forever. He's saying, oh, I wish they just had a heart to hear from me, a heart to love me, a heart to keep my commandments, a heart to be in tune with me. We had a guy come, and he serviced the security alarm at 1030 at night because it wasn't working. And so I met him here, and he said, he said Pastor Chuck, he called me on the phone, Pastor Chuck, are you ready to meet me? And I go, yeah. And I came, I go, are you a Christian guy? He goes, no. And I said, well, you call me pastor. He goes, well, that's what it says right here, Pastor Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I go, okay, that's good. But are you a Christian? He goes, no. I go, do you have a religion? He goes, no religion. I go, no religion. We met people like that. He was a Chinese guy. And, and you know, they're neutral. They're independent. I go, you're independent then, right? He just didn't want to talk. Go, okay, well, let's not talk about it. We'll just plant seed here. But, oh, oh, if there were just a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments. Oh, if they would just have the heart open to receive. And we all need to open our hearts a little bit more. You know that, right? We keep it closed like, like a rose. You know, like a rose is, is kind of tight, and then it starts to open up. And so this is a hard thing to do, and I've learned to do it increasingly more and more every day, every year of my life. I open my heart when I praise the Lord. I try to give Him everything I have. I try to say, I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness. You know, be, because you want to open yourself up. You know, you, don't ha you can be vulnerable because you're not going to get hurt. You're not going to have someone say, oh, you know what? You know, you look silly or, you know, you're not going to have somebody say, you don't have to do all that. God doesn't care. He wants to see us dance before him. He wants to see us joyful and, and worshiping him. Amen? Just like David did. When David danced before all of the people, he didn't care what they were thinking. His wife said, why are you looking like a fool? He said, I'll be even a more fool for my God. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. So we have to open up our hearts to the Lord. I'm trying to see if there's any scriptures that I missed. Oh, yeah, because God in, in Acts 13, 12, or Acts 13, 22, God says that um, he found David. He, found, he was looking for someone. He found David, a man after his own heart. So he, God has a heart, too. <laughs> right? Our hearts have to meet his hearts. And guess what happens? When your heart meets his heart, all of a sudden you're linked and joined together that when you're in trouble, you can call upon him and he hears you, right? He hears the cry of the righteous. He hears your heart because you're crying out with your heart. Amen? It was supposed to rain Saturday and Sunday. Didn't, didn't all the weather forecasts say rain, rain? Yeah. What happened? Well, we had a meeting on Saturday, the women's, right? Can't rain. We have a meeting here Sunday. Can't rain. Why? Because our hearts were crying out to God. When your heart cries out, when you've opened yourself up, he can't refuse us. Like my wife, when she looks at me with that look, like she wants something, I go, what do you want? <laughs> and when I can't do it, she still just looks at me. I can't refuse her. My son says, why do you keep giving your mom everything? I can't refuse her. She has my heart. <laughs> God can't refuse us. If we have his heart, amen? 
How, where do you get his heart? In the secret place. You cry out to him. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. You know, you go to a ball game, and there's all kinds of people that are at a ball game, right? There's guys that are yelling and screaming and shouting, taking their shirts off, doing all kinds of crazy things. And there's other guys just kind of clapping. And there's other people that just keep score. Other people just watch, right? <laughs> One time we went to a ball game. My wife, she, like I said, she gets excited about stuff, right? So a guy gets a double or a triple or something like that. She's, ah! I go, babe, it's the second inning, okay? <laughs> We've got 162 games to play, okay? Let's just kind of mellow it out. But see, I'm that way with baseball because I know baseball. But basketball, I get excited. You know, I talk more. I go, oh, look at that play. Oh, wow, look at that play. But baseball, I know, so I just calm down, right? But uh, God doesn't want us to calm down. God wants us to get excited. The Bible says that when one sinner repents, what does all of heaven do? Rejoice. They have a party. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So when, you, when I pray for somebody, I get excited. I go chalk that one up, put it on my account. When I get to heaven, I got to have a, on the billboard there, okay, salvations, you know, however many, healings, however many, baptisms, so however many, amen, visits to the hospital, how many, woo-wee. I'm chalking them up, baby. Hallelujah. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? Okay. A couple more scriptures, and I want to show you a little. Since the youth are having a video, I'm going to show you a little video too, okay? So you don't feel disappointed. Now, I have to warn you now. This video is a little, you know, old-fashioned, a little corny. But you'll, you'll, you'll remember it after it's all said and done. Amen. No, no, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Don't, 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 don't show them yet. We're going to build up to it, okay? <laughs> you want it right now, huh? All right, let's have it, let's have it. I'm, I'm a crowd pleaser. Okay, this, let me get, set the scene. This is a movie called Damn Yankees. How many remember that movie? Amen. It was the Washington Senators, one of the guys said, I'm tired of the Yankees always winning. I, he, so he sold his soul so that they could win. And here's the coach trying to encourage him to tell him, you got to have heart. All right, here we go. There you go. <laughs> you get the idea, right? You got to have heart. Miles and miles of heart. You can be a hero, of course. But don't put the horse before the cart. Yes, you got to have heart. So when, you at, when, the, when someone asks you, well, how was church today? So, well, good. What, what did he preach on? I don't know, but something about you got to have heart. <laughs> Trying to make an impression on you. I mean, I haven't seen that in many, many years. And when I was preparing the message, I go, that's what we need. We need heart. Now, why is that good? Because in Psalms 112, verse 7, It says, uh, uh, Psalms 112, verse 7. All right. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. My heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. When evil things come your way, when situations come that you can't really handle, your heart has to be fixed, trusting in the Lord. 
I don't care what it looks like. doesn't matter what the people are saying. doesn't matter what my bank account looks like. doesn't matter what the doctor's report. I, my heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. A couple more, two more scriptures, Psalms 19, verse 14. We're making her hop around today. Okay. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. What does it say? The meditation of my heart? Do you know your heart can meditate? That's kind of crazy, isn't it? What does that mean? That means when you're laying down at night, what are you thinking about? What's in your heart? What are you processing? What are you, what are you hoping for? What are, what are you, what's your will to, to be done in your life? You know, we have visions and dreams that God has given us. We have things that we want to do. We have to hold fast to them and say, you know what? I am meditating on that. I am continually thinking about how my life can be changed or progress because of the Lord who's on my side. Amen? Uh, getting back to, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Basketball guy? Oh, Maravich. When he was laying in bed, he had the, his basketball, and he was just throwing it up and just thinking, just going over the drills in his mind about how he was supposed to play, what he was supposed to do. He just, it just came to be a part of him. But what I didn't realize after researching a little bit, he became a Christian. He said, I wasted all my time in basketball when I should have been serving the Lord. He said, now I have peace and I have uh, joy in my heart. He actually became a Christian, and he died at Sierra Madre Congregational Church playing basketball. Uh, I, I knew it when, when he died. He was just playing a pickup game with some friends of his that were Christians. And, but he became a testimony to the things of striving for being a great basketball player to be a, a great Christian. And that's, what we, that's the only thing that matters when we get to heaven. It's not going to be how many trophies did you have, how many pennants did you have, how many World Series, how many championships. It's what have you done for the Lord, and that's what counts, and that's the only thing that will last. Amen? So that's me. I'm trying to, to uh, encourage you to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. Last scripture, Colossians 3.23. Are you encouraged? Now, next week we're going to talk about how to develop your heart, how to get your heart where it's devoted to the Lord. Amen? Okay, Colossians 3.23, look at this. Whatever you do, do it half-heartedly. Just do it the best you can. Just get by, just a little bit, whatever it takes. No, heartedly as to the Lord and not unto men. Whatever you do, do it heartily. So when you come to church, how do you do it? Heartily, amen? When you're at home, how do you... Hard, everything heartily. I'm not quite there at home yet. <laughs> I get home and I'm... <laughs> but I do it heartily, you know. <laughs> you know, it, it's a little bit of a, a, a shell shock or I, I don't know what you would call it, but there's no sports on anymore, you know. There's no baseball, there's no basketball, there's no college basketball. I mean, we're, we're deprived. You know, I mean, we're... I was talking to my brother-in-law. He said, my son doesn't know what to do. He, you know, there's no, nothing to watch. And, and the guys on the sports channels are going, we don't know what to talk about. <laughs> I mean, everything is shut down, amen? Yes. But we're not shut down. Wow. This will give us a chance to really spend more time with the Lord, yes. amen? And let him impress upon our hearts. So let's pray.